Knock, knock, Gen Z. It's me, Taylor, your Freddy Krueger, your nightmare on Elm Street. But today we're not going to Elm Street. No, no, we're going somewhere far more triggering, far more triggering for you Gen Zers. We are going back to the future. Well, not necessarily to the future, but we're just going back and we're going to stay there. We're not necessarily going to come back here because this place sucks. (laughs) Straight up sucks. Not even going to sugarcoat it. And so I'm going to take you all on this journey today and it is going to be a wild ride. So Gen Z, sweetie, you have been warned. Consider this your trigger warning. So why are we going back to the future today? Well, as you may or may not have seen, for those of you who follow me, listen to the show regularly, are, you know, a good ass groupie, I found a time portal in my closet, a time portal of the ages. I was going through stuff that I couldn't even believe I somehow still was in possession of. Like so many things from the good old days. I was sharing it with you guys. Everybody was having a ball. This is for my 90s kids. Can you hear me? Can you feel me? I'm coming through my screen and I'm touching you. I'm touching you inappropriately. You know what? Anyone, that's nothing. If you think that that's insensitive, buckle up. So I'm going through this box of old things that I had from childhood, right? And you wouldn't believe I am talking VHS. I'm like DVD who? No, I'm talking VHS, like the big, big, like chunky cardboard ones I'm talking. And I have the props, by the way, the props of our real lives here for you today. And I'm even going to bust them out. I was like, I'm going to make this a whole experience for these people. Okay. Like, check this out. This was my shit. Speaking of Halloween, spooky season. I'm a witch. RL Stein's goosebumps. This is, I took a vote. I was like, do I hold on to one VHS for the road? And you guys said, yes. So your wish is my command. My wish is your command. Let's be genies and bottles and rub each other the right way. You know what I mean? Look at this VHS. Like, it's just the whole aesthetic. It's like a whole thing. You're like, what is this? Is it a Frisbee? Is it a brick for my house that's missing? Like, what is going on here? Well, guess what, friends? This is what you would have to take out. Sometimes if you were lucky enough on a Friday night, you'd go to Blockbuster, okay? Your mom would let you get that bucket of popcorn that was probably way overpriced at the checkout line. You would have to go put the time in and get a good ass VHS. You would sit and it would make your month. You would sit, you would pop it in and don't forget, you'd have to rewind it at the end. Common courtesy, okay? But like how funny and silly now, like DVDs don't even stand a chance. Like, look at this. I really, what a time. It's just something about it, something about holding it. And even, I feel like we got to the point of wizardry where we would look at the little tape inside and we could tell like exactly what part of the movie it was in. You know what I mean? I remember actually speaking of, do you guys remember how Titanic was in two separate VHSs? Cause that movie is 16 weeks long. And I remember I would always go to the part where Rose is naked and Jack draws her because I was like, Oh my God, this is straight up porn for my 10 year old eyes. What is this? And I would like specifically put it on that part. And this way I could sneak and watch it. And this way, if my parents came in, I could fast forward, I could rewind 
no traces back to the scene of the crime. Literally, tech wizards, Steve Job protégés, like we knew what was up, okay? We had to actually get our porn the hard way. We actually had to work for it, okay? How about though also CDs? Like forget about, forget about iPods. This is pre-iPods people, okay? CDs, here I have, and I kept one or two CDs. I had all the nows, all the nows with the cobwebs, all of it, you know? This was this because I felt like this, it doesn't get more nostalgic than this, like all packed into one. It's a Sabrina, the teenage witch soundtrack. Are you joking me? Look at the inside. And then the inside of the, like, this was a whole experience. Okay. Look at this. And this is pre LimeWire too. We're going to talk about LimeWire, but look at this. And even inside the little flaps, it was like a whole storybook. It was like the cast and the music director and the art director. Like all these people are like, I want to thank my cat Bozo. I want to thank my mom, Sandra. Like you wouldn't believe I was looking through these flaps. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe. And what's also hilarious is that I had a CD for every one hit wonder you ever heard of the commitment, <laughs> the love. The aesthetics though, right? Of all this. And listen, before I get more into this, I'm also going to say I'm starting to feel old as shit because it would always annoy. Like if you're a Gen Z listening to this and we're like, and you're like, we get it old lady, you know, with your boobs practically sagging to the floor. That's how old you are. I don't want to hear how annoying we are. I get it. There was nothing more annoying to me growing up. Though when older generations were like, oh, you kids these days, like, what are you listening to this music? I'd be like, listen, listen, lady, can it, we're having a good time. Get off my dick. You know, I get it, but now I'm feeling a type of way because I'm seeing how these kids are. And I'm like, damn, you know, even the reaction I got from you guys, as I was posting this stuff, as I was discovering it in this time capsule, it's like, it's just, there's something about it because it's just a simpler time. And also for us, I feel like it's more than that. It was just a simpler time when we had no worries, you know, when Fauci like wasn't in the crevice of our assholes, but it's also because we were just living free. Like now these kids are so, they're so uptight about everything. So I feel like this is all just symbolic. It was like our Woodstock. Just let us live. You know what I mean? I'm going to get into that more a little later. But how about this? How about this from the archives? This fossil. This, my people, a flip phone. Look at this LG flip phone. Do you guys remember T9? I just, I wish so bad. Like there is a part of me that wants to blast off to the Verizon store and be like, can you power this baby up? because I've had it with this whole apple in my ass. And you know what? There's just something so cool about the aesthetic, even though you had to like have carpal tunnel to write one text, which by the way, only after nine o'clock when it was free with the T9, you know, maneuver, there's just something so cool and effortless about the flip. Like, Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Now it's like, you don't even have to work for it. What you push a button and then you have a, you know, computer screen on your head. I'm bored. So we missed the flip phone. I'm also the flip phone. She stays. <laughs> okay. She stays. So needless to say, it was just the ride of a lifetime going through all of the stuff. Cause it just brought me again to a better time. And I get why older folk shit on us all the time because they're like, you don't even 
No, you don't even know. Well, guess what, Gen Z? You're about to pay respect to your ancestors, us, okay? Because we're the ones who paved the way. And y'all don't even know. You think you know, but you have no idea. Do you know the reference? Okay, if so, you can continue with this pod. So first, I want to talk about, like, we had to... grow thin skins to consume this entertainment. We didn't have the luxury of hitting yes on the iTunes store, listening to Olivia Rodrigo, you know, no. Are you joking? Screen record now? Like copyright does not even exist, honey. We had, first of all, skipping DVDs in our Walkmans, okay? Mine was bright turquoise, like the most obnoxious. How about when the tape out of your mixtape or your VHS came flying out, you had to go in there. Like you are performing a game of operation, which the stakes were much higher than an actual operation to get that shit fixed, to continue with your movie watching or mixtape listening from your first love process. Okay. It was no walk in the park and don't even get me started on LimeWire, on LimeWire, where you would, a Napster, okay, the shady black market shit that we had to do to be able to hear one round of InSync's Bye 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 with the most like inappropriate adult content advertisements mixed in because we were ripping this straight off the internet. Our Basically, our computers had STDs, viruses galore, because it was like, what is this cannot compute? Stop, you know, stealing illegal songs. But we did it. And our mixtapes were fire. You know, like I said, T9, you want to do it, put your thumb into it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. AOL dial up. Okay. Okay. I see these kids now with phones and tablets who can't even spell their name, who barely have two front teeth. Okay. Like these tech wizards. And I'm like, we had to wait for the whole AOL dial up. My mom would be screaming because it would tie up the phone line. Again, we had to earn it. We had the patience. Okay. We didn't have all of this at our fingertips. We actually had to do it. Put your back into it. Okay. That's what we had to do. And I feel like it allowed us to evolve into better humans. No, it really had us grow a thicker skin. And also I forgot to point out like perhaps the most important, but my shirt, if you didn't catch it so far, juicy, this is for you free advertisement, honey. And I just touched my boobs while we're at it. So double advertisement for you, juicy couture, but look at this throwback shirt. This is again, she stays juicy made me do it iconic again it wasn't in the box but it might as well have been but you know what for until the end of time it's going to be in my box because this is a classic again reminiscent of a better time but you know in all seriousness I also feel like all of this I joke about it making us like you know tougher having a thick skin but you know what these kids now Like, I'm not just talking about like banging a VHS against a wall and hoping, you know, it'll magically go back to the Jack and Rose sex scene. These kids right now, they are afraid. These kids are terrified. They're shaking and they're quaking of their own goddamn shadows. Okay. Could you imagine like 
first I talked about the actual, like physical, these things of greatness, right? Pure magic, pure joy, pure bliss. We never see them now anymore. Sadly, they're retired thing in the past, but honey, come over to my basement. I'm not going to pull a pen badly and you can touch them any time. Okay. If it makes you happy, brings you back to a better day, but let's talk about the social standpoint too. Cause do you know what else I found? Do you know what else I found in my glory hole of the box in my closet was my old yearbooks. I'm not even talking high school people. I'm talking the hags and cats era circa 2004. And I didn't just read my yearbooks. I didn't just read the scribblings, you know, on and around and in them. No, I went in the pages. And do you know what I found in those pages? I just had to count four syllables, four syllables right now. That'll make your lives great. And that'll make Gen Z shake superlatives superlative, like the savagery. I was like, Oh my God, 2005. You literally pulled no punches in this bitch. I'm not kidding. First I see the categories like most athletic and you know, all these things, but then I'm like, it's like most intelligent, most attractive, most likely to succeed cutest. I'm like, Oh my God. Wow. Like what, you know, as 13 year olds, you already hate yourself. Your acne is pussy popping. And you're like, do I need this shit in my lives? But guess what we did? Because we like some good, hard, healthy competition people. Okay. We did. And can I just say, this is a sidebar. I don't, I don't even remember this. But in the one, this might've been, I don't know, it was 14. I somehow, I some, and this is really before I came a witch. This is really before I became a witch. So I don't even know what kind of like magic spell potion happened to make me take this superlative home. But I somehow won most attractive. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of pissed because I'm like, you know what? You know what? I actually like had to work hard for my glow up. I don't want anything handed to me. Okay. I had braces the size of your house. I had pimples the size of your car. I had hair that would make any real witch, any Sanderson sister run for their money, honey. So you know what? Don't do me any favors. Like I actually, you know, now I'm hitting the gym, you know, I'm doing all the things I got to do. And that is just insulting, like quit throwing awards my way. No, but it got me thinking, like, could you imagine? I posted this to my story and so many of you people were, you people, you Instagram people were like, could you imagine if they even had, like, do they even, someone please advise, send me a carrier pigeon since we're on this theme. Do we have superlatives anymore? Because I feel like these kids would literally be in intensive psychotherapy until the end of time. They would be quaking. They would, they would not like, how are we ever going to do this? I feel like I've seen stories and I tried to Google it beforehand, but time is of the essence clearly. So you got to hold on to the good times when you can, you know, but I feel like I've seen stories lately, so I couldn't find one. But that was, that were about how in this idea, like schools getting rid of superlatives because it makes people feel like they have to be a certain way or like, are companies going to stop doing employee of the month then? Because it's like, no, it makes people feel like they have to be like this in order to succeed. And it creates a toxic environment of X, Y, kill me. No, some good, stiff, hard competition people bring it back. I don't give a shit. 
you know what? These people are a bunch of wussies and it shows you guys need to get a grip, bring superlatives back, start the hashtag. Now, I don't know if they went anywhere, but if they're about to, you guys know it, you know, could you imagine these younger generations now having any sort of competition? in arenas like this that are also so superficial, like most intelligent, most attractive. Like it is just the most savagery I've ever seen. And I love it because it's such pure savagery. It's like before you're really in the real world yet, you know, you're 13, you're 14. You may have hugged someone, you know, you may have passed a love letter. Like you're naive. You don't know you're wide-eyed and you're out here like getting judged ruthlessly. Toughen up people. Good. Learn what the real world is like right away. Okay. Although, you know, what's interesting is what I was thinking about is here's what's twisted. Like we had to deal with shit face to face. These kids now literally can't even, if you ask them what their name is, they would run behind a tree and start shaking. They deal with everything on the computer. Like we had to deal with shit face to face. If we had a confrontation, you know what Becky in fifth period heard about it. She heard about it in PE. She heard about it in her locker. Okay. And the note I slipped her, like they had to hear about it face to face. And you know, what's sad is now these kids, they still have superlatives, but oh no, it's not in the innocence of a little like yearbook. No, it's on TikTok where their following is right on their heads 24 seven. They wake up with it. They go to bed with it. They dream about it. They eat about it. They sleep about it. They dance. about it. No. Go learn a skill, get off TikTok, and then you'll make it in the real world of superlative, sweetheart. TikTok does not count. Okay. Oh, also, I forgot to mention this. We can't have any competition because that would just foster a really negative and hurtful environment. You know, comparing these kids. Imagine like, I mean, we've talked about the gender thing. Imagine like it's prom king or prom king and queen, homecoming king, queen, extinct thing of the past. I, I mean, I'm not really tied to these concepts, but again, like in the name of tradition, you know, why the hell not? So beyond we've established, we've established the patience, the grit, the consistency that it would take to consume this content, to run home after school, to tape TRL on your VHS and to rewind it relentlessly to learn one move of a Backstreet Boys dance, okay? Because you weren't old enough to be with Carson Daly in the studio because the cutoff was 16, so you just wrote about it in your journal every day. This may or may not be a personal anecdote, but regardless, we've established how much mentally and physically you had to put in to these, to these methods, to these modes. We've dealt with the sensitivity the sensitivity of it all. These kids now can't handle shit. Okay. You know what? Like, sorry, junior, maybe you need to sharpen your skills and be better at basketball. So you take most athletic. I'm not just going to give you the most athletic work. Like, sorry, toughen up sailor. It's what you need to hear. Okay. Truth hurts as Lizzo said, but how about actually consuming with their eyes and their eyes, their eyes, their eyes is Manelli's and their ears, the content we consumed. And this is what I'm getting to this whole point because I was on this trip, you know, down memory lane in a better day. I've been listening nonstop to some of these hits, the content that we 
consumed and that we jiggled our asses to when we were 10 years old at a fifth grade dance, having no idea what the lyrics meant. Like I'm not talking about WAP people pun intended. You guys are a bunch of pussies. No, I know I've talked before about how kids are so desensitized now, but like WAP really WAP does it like when I'm in the larger scheme of this conversation, WAP doesn't hold a candle to what I'm about to throw down. Okay. Like of the shit that would never fly today because people would be having a mental breakdown. Let's talk about good old fashioned, raunchy, misogynistic hip hop. I am talking Nelly. I'm talking Ja Rule. I'm talking Get Low. I'm talking, like, could you imagine the PTSD that these chaperones at these fifth grade dances have from watching a bunch of brace face losers dance to Get Low about a guy jizzing, literally off skeet ski about a guy jizzing off? Like, oh my God, how about ludicrous hoes and different area codes? Would never fly today. Would never fly today. And you know what the sad part is? I miss it because you're listening to these songs, right? And it just puts you in a good mood. Number one, unlike music today that doesn't even have a beat to get jiggy with, it, you know what? Call it misogynistic. I don't give a fuck because you have job world being like that ass, that tits. And you're like, that's right, bitch. Yeah. Do you like it? Okay. Well, you can't even have it, but you can look at it from all the way over there in the club. Yeah. So go ahead. Eat your heart out, honey. You know what? I miss a really good, I said it in this week's earlier app. Like I miss a good old, you know, misogynistic <laughs> moment. Like go ahead. As my friend said, objectify me, quit being polite and let's, you know, do it like they do. We're nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do on the discovery channel. Like everybody quit being so polite. All right. Hose in different area codes. Like, could you imagine if a song came out like that today? Ludicrous. Like never forget, never forget. Now I feel like rap songs are like, you are a nice lady. I respect you in the business workforce. Okay. Are you going to drive tonight or should I like, no, how about the song? just going to call out a few examples. So I put up a picture of now five. I'm like, do you guys remember this now five? And I had a bunch of bops on there. And I said, what is your favorite? And none of you picked my favorite, which is faded by soul decision. The one hit wonder of the world. Okay. I still have it on my workout playlist. And here's a lyric for you. He literally says at the end of the night, when I make up your mind, you'll be coming on home with me. Right. Could you imagine they would be like arrest this Harvey Weinstein immediately. We want nothing to do. What is this? Jeffrey Epstein's nephew. We want nothing to do with this. Man. I mean, seriously. And it's like, you know what? Actually, I was listening to this the other day when I was pumping iron again, working on that glow up that clearly my middle school didn't give a fuck about the rudeness and audacity. I was like, I kind of like miss a guy taking charge like that. Like he's like, bitch, you're coming home with me, whether you like it or not. How about, you know what I heard this morning? Cause I've been on this whole role, Sirius XM pop 2k blame it. Jamie Fox. He's literally like, blame it on the alcohol. And we're going to go fuck too badly. <laughs> like you're going to like every minute of it. I mean, really like take charge fellas. You know, I know society's telling you not to, but you know what? Some just good old raw hip hop, not that faded was, but you know what I mean? Here's another one. That's going to blow your brains out going to blow the cookies out of your jar pun intended do you remember cookie jar 
by gym class heroes. That is also on my workout playlist, but this guy, this guy and the lead singer is black, but he is rapping about he's personifying women, not as women as cookies. So he's literally like pecan, Puerto Rican, oatmeal, raisin, raisin, Asian, macadamia, Caucasian, Oreos for black. I'm like this. Could you, could you imagine? Could you imagine now? And it's like, you know what? You know what? Like not like forget, forget the objectifying women and making them into literal cookies, but like comparing their skin colors to a cookie shade. Like, could you imagine? Oh my God. I swear to God. I swear to God, Betty Crocker would come out of the grave and be like, what the fuck people? <laughs> like if that happened now, no, I'm kidding. She would probably come out and be like, let's just all have a good time for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay. How about though guys? So that concludes my music version, like job rule all day. If you guys want me to make a playlist, I will happily do so. And by the way, this whole episode concept was by that of a listener, a dedicated listener. So like I said, we are granting each other's wishes on this Halloween and always because your wish is my command. So let me know. I'll make a playlist, bring us to a better time, get us, you know, pull Will Shatner and get out of this, you know, wretched place. Okay. So this is another thing I brought to my Instagram the other night, another concept that would blow, literally blow every theory about cinematic history out of every Gen Z's ass. Okay. Do you guys remember I'm talking to you ladies specifically, if that's sexist, well, I don't give a shit. Okay. As I established in my episode this week, I'm a woman and I'm allowed to talk about misogyny and women and all this, you know, now deemed inappropriate, you know, insensitive, politically incorrect shit. So catch up and get a hold of yourself. But could you imagine rom-coms that were for pure entertainment? Could you just, no, have a, have a moment and try to wrap your head around this concept. Okay. I know it's like very intense, but just imagine like no explanation, no, just a girl and a boy. And then there's a problem in the middle and then they come together in the end. Like how hard is that concept? Okay. I'm talking any Nancy Myers movie. I'm talking the wedding planner, which by the way, JLo plays an Italian immigrant. Like that would never happen today as an Italian too. I can say this. Okay. As prior, you know, previously established, but like people would be having a conniption because they'd be like, she's not actually like, okay. (laughs) Like, I don't mind. Let her do it. I do not care. And the whole thing with the sweet, the scenes, how they immigrated here and had to do the Scrabble club to learn English. Like, you know what? life, you know, imitate art, imitating life. What a moment. I just, you know, wow. What a, what a message about immigration. Like, yes, that that's enough for me. Like that is perfect. Okay. See, they, they were ahead of their time with that one, but like, okay, what did I say? Sweet home, Alabama. Oh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Like just all these things where it's like, you know what, even like Charlie's angels, let's throw that in like all these things. And it's like, just let them do what they do, entertain us and show us that at the end, the guy gets the girl, the girl gets the guy and happily fucking after we want to escape. Now I can't even watch a rom-com. And by the way, the rom-com genre is becoming extinct, but all these networks are so proud of themselves for quote unquote, reviving it, which is actually insulting because every single rom-com now has some sort of passive aggressive line to the guy from the girl. And she has to make it a point. She's like, 
well, you know, as much as I loved your toxic masculinity, blah, 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 blah. Or she'd be like, oh, you know, like what, like I'm a woman now and I can run my own workplace. Are you suggesting that, you know, we should meet in your office? Like there's always some undertone and like one line. And I'm like, for the love of God, people, we get it. Women have been, you know, haven't climbed the ranks as quickly, unfortunately, as men in the past. Now we're making up for lost time. We're kicking ass and we're getting there. But do I need to be reminded of it in a rom-com? Enough. We've had it. We've seen the women's marches. Okay. We've asked for the raises ourselves. We fucking get it. I don't need to be reminded in an office rom-com about how one time there was toxic masculinity in the workplace. And now the women's going to assert herself and ask the guy out instead of him asking her out. Like, I don't care, bitch, entertain, make out with the guy, do some blase sex scene and let's move on with our day. I also know I've talked about this example often, but American pie, you know, like raunchy ass comedies that would never go now because it's like, oh, the girl is only good for sex. I mean, think about the premise of American Pie. These kids in high school, by the end of their movie, their whole objective is to get laid by the end of their senior year. They don't give a shit by who. They don't give a shit if it's by this flip phone. They don't give a shit if it's a if it's from a girl going on and on and on about band camp. They don't give a shit. They just need to put their dick in something that's not their hand, okay? That would never go today. And if they did, it would be some bullshit reboot where the girls are, you know, it's switched and it's a group of girls. But, you know, instead of trying to get the guys to have sex with them, it would be that they're trying to be the valedictorian or some shit. It's like, you know what? We get it. Just let them do what they're going to. Again, a good old objectification moment. It's high school boys. They're horny. They want to get it on. Let them go and try to chase the girls. Okay. Their hormones flying high. Like just let it happen. People I think there's like a truth underneath a lot of the times with a lot of these two, you know, and now it's like with the thought police, it's like, nope, can't even like suggest anything that would mirror any sort of truth because it's insensitive and it hurts a lot of people. Okay. According to them. I also love like even the aesthetics in so many of these comedies, when you think about it, like even spoofs, right? So I personally love the scary movie franchise and I believe in the first one, there's an opening sequence with the cliche, like two hot girls, like fighting, you know, in a slumber party and like fighting in their underwear, doing like a pillow fight in their underwear, right? Like even now that would never fly. Cause they'd be like, oh my God, the male gaze, how dare they wanting to see two girls, you know, wrestle in their underwear. Oh geez, the crime. Like I can't even imagine. Wow. How degrading to women. I know I, as a woman, I feel horrible saying, no, I don't care about watching girls fight in their underwear. My God. But even when you think about it in the opening scene of scary movie with Pam Anderson and they're like stripping off the, the scream killers going on after her. It's a spoof. Keep in mind the scream killers going after her and she's like suddenly in her bra and she's all hot and tan and like has the huge, like fake boobs. And then the killer stabs her in the boob and her f- fake, the silicone boob comes out. Just like all that, just the aesthetic, even in the second one, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was that trope of the bimbo sex nymphomaniac. She had the whole sheer shirt and a lace bra on the thong. Do you guys remember that, by the way? Oh my God, never forget you ladies speaking of like how big of a deal it was with the thongs, especially ones that had little like things written in rhinestones in the back. Oh my God, what a time. But she would have her thong like up to her armpits and the whole thing. 
even just like that whole idea, again, the male gaze would have people Twitter would literally shut down because people would not be able to handle their emotions about women getting objectified, the male gaze, women, as sex object, sex objects, yada, yada, yada. And even before I wrap this up, just the etiquette again, we are far too polite right now. These that I'm holding here, you know, my Goosebumps VHS, my Sabrina CD, this, you know, ratchet flip phone. We have no time for politeness. Like now everyone is way too polite. And I'm talking about etiquette too. The good old days of award shows where people were just like trailer park and they just went for it. Do you remember that guy? I think it was a nine inch nail member who climbed up. I think it was in the VMAs. He like climbed up in the middle of the show on on the set and starts like rocking the set back and forth. No, now people are too scared to, you know, rock the boat, make a commotion. How about when Howard Stern, I think he was in a thong and would like sit on people's faces in the audience, like pure classic genius. We love to see it. And everybody was so excited for my generation with the machine gun Kelly quote fight this year at the VMAs, because we were like, thank God some, you know, male on male you know, just getting in there and fucking shit up. Like, let's see it, you know, roll up your sleeves and let's get dirty and let's get in there. And so that is the moral of the story today, guys. That's what it is, you know? And I talked about Dave Chappelle last week and don't you think, I mean, I left this out, but after his special aired, he came out at the Hollywood bowl, this guy after getting annihilated. Okay. After having employees at Netflix walk out on him for calling him so insensitive He comes out and this guy has the balls to be like, if this is what getting canceled is, I love it because he's getting a standing ovation and you have like Brad Pitt over there. You have Tiffany Haddish, you have Stevie Wonder, who's only probably taking in half of what, you know, this oversensitive culture has to offer. Okay. And he even is like, fuck this bullshit. He did like a whole speech there about how we need to like actually be kind and like basically like quit being psychotic and, you know canceling people at every turn or trying to, you know? So even these celebs are like, hallelujah. Dave Chappelle is their Noah and their Ark because they're like, take us back to the promised land. You know, you know that these people in Hollywood miss this raw dog shit and they would never come out and say it because if they even insinuated this, they would have to apologize five seconds later. But you know that they miss this shit and we miss this shit. And you know what? I am, you know, people are going to say, well, that just is not with when then doesn't go anymore. And it's considered, you know, insensitive now and all that, you know what? It is what made entertainment fun. It is what made our seventh grade dances so raunchy and so inappropriate. Okay. It is what made life great again. (laughs) I miss it. I miss it. And you know what? You miss it too. You do. Even if you don't want to admit it, you miss it too. Because if you so much as shake a little hip or bop a little head or jiggle to back that ass up to any of these songs, you know what, my friend, you had more fun than to just admit it. And you know what? The beauty of today, there's not much. There's not much because you know, this whole culture and generation is taking it away from us slowly, but surely. But the great thing about today, guys, is that we could have this content. We could have, you know, 
this balls to the wall, raunchy shit if we want. And you know what? We don't even have to rewind our mixtape to listen to it. 